0: Today I wanted to talk about a topic that it comes up quite a lot um, for business owners in particular, but also if you find that your income fluctuates and um, that's the concept of how to manage your cash flow and all the the bits of your income and your expenses if you're not entirely sure what your income is going to be every single month. Now, obviously, if you're employed um, and you've got like a steady paycheck, this isn't quite as relevant. Uh, but the concept of how to manage your money is still the same. It's just the way you do it changes. So you've probably heard of the the bucket method or the um, envelope method. It's the same thing, uh, just sort of probably uh, differentiated by technology and um, and and time. So the, the bucket method, if you've ever read Scott Pape's Barefoot Investor, then you'll be familiar with this. And um, I call it the money pie um, because some reason I like the idea of pies, buckets. I always think of like the leaky bucket thing. And somehow I don't, when it comes to money, I don't want a leaky bucket, uh, but that's just how my brain works. So for me, I like the money pie because it just, I don't know, seems to suit my my brain better. <laughs> um, and the cash in the envelope method was like the old fashioned buckets, like you would get paid. And you'd get, um, you know, you get paid cash quite often in the in the old days, and then you'd sort of divvy up the money, like the cash on the kitchen table, and then you'd put the different amounts in the different envelopes. These days, those those bucket or pie slices, as I call them, um, can can go into bank accounts. So you can get bank accounts now, even within your home loan. And I've I've spoken about this on previous podcast episodes as well, where you can have them divvied up. So you can still have it within an offset account, um, but at least it's separately identified, so that you know what it's there for. And there's a certain level of discipline um, that helps with that because it's identified and sort of earmarked for certain things. So just as an example, from a personal finances perspective, on average, and these are just very general percentages, um, you look at about 70% of income that goes towards just living. So that's bills and debt. So if you've got a mortgage or you're paying rent um, and then any other kind of bill, so your electricity, your phone, insurances clothes, medicines, glasses, you know, all all of those things uh, will go into that that bucket. And that's obviously the most substantial one because it's, you know, especially nowadays, the cost of, of living is a lot higher. But that's still aimed to be about 70% of income. And then you need to have an emergency fund. Like that's that's a, pretty much, a, from my perspective, a non-negotiable. Um, even if it's small and you can't put much in there, it's better to have something than nothing. And it is literally there for rainy days when something completely you know, blows up or say your, your child, one of your children breaks their arm and you've got medical expenses or like in our case when we moved into our house, um, the dishwasher broke within about six months. Um, then the pool filter or pump that broke uh, we had to get a new one uh, and then not that long ago we had to get a new hot water system <laughs> things like that uh, you can sort of if you wanted to you could have a repairs and maintenance pie or bucket as well if you want but I just sort of put all that mainly into emergencies because they're things that you can't plan really it's um it's not like you know you go okay on this date or in this month and this year this is when this is going to happen and bingo if you you know you can't really plan for some things so that's what the emergency fund is for the um the premise there is to have um 6 months worth of living expenses in there so that if for instance the income dries up temporarily you've got some money to to survive um and that you know obviously you'll you'll economize still as well but it's better to have that buffer so emergencies is like the second bucket or envelope or pie slice depending on how you want to look at it then the third one would be fun fund, fund. Again, I've spoken about this too. I find it very important to have a fun fund that can that can be about ten percent. Um, emergencies also can be about ten percent of of your income. So then we're we're already up to to ninety percent, just with those three um, buckets. And then the other two that I often suggest, especially for parents if they've got children that are a bit younger, is like kids' future. So things like secondary or even tertiary education, just to help kids. If you want to be able to give them a little bit of a leg up and a bit of support financially um, when they're older, it's good to start saving when they're younger because it'll build up. And that's about five percent of of the um, of the pie. And that's another reason why I like pies because it you know there's a there's a circle and there's like one little pie slice, of five percent left, and that's for investing Um, now you may be thinking oh I have superannuation that's going to help me for retirement I'm like well yeah that's that's what it's there for but there's a limit to how much you can put into your super every year and it's also not touchable Um, not that you want to touch your investments much either but it's just you in order to build wealth you need to do a whole lot of stuff in parallel so having, having investments in parallel to everything else is important. So they're, they're, sort of, they're your personal finance buckets or pie slices or envelopes um, that will help you. And because it's percentages as well, you can apply it to whatever your income is that month. I'll get to how that will work um, shortly. Uh, Because what I'm going to talk about next is if you're a business owner or you've got or say you're a casual um, employee or a staff member or you are a contractor, self-employed, whatever it is that will make your pay um, fluctuate then this this is where it'll it'll start to become even more relevant. So from a business perspective, um if you have a business, you're you're likely to need accounts like you're gonna need an operating account for starters, because that's where everything goes in and out of. So all your revenue will go into that that account, um, expenses, bills, etc. will get paid out of that account. So it's it's the clearing account really, everything comes in, everything goes out out of that. That's your operating account. Um, then the second account that you need to have is a tax account. Um, Because a lot of tax is paid sort of after the fact, you need to make sure you're prepared for it. Um, Of course, the the tax office will ask for um, pay-as-you-go or PAYG installments. And they'll base that either on a percentage of your previous tax return, your taxable income, or you can you can vary it if you want to. So just for an example, your revenue is growing year on year. You don't really want to be paying too much from the previous year's taxable income because then you're going to be underpaying tax and you're going to end up with a tax bill. Now, either you can be disciplined enough to put that extra aside into this tax account, which is what I'm saying, I'm suggesting, um, or you can then make sure that your PAYG installments are correct. And that way, you put it, you give it to the tax office and they kind of hold it there for you. But regardless, um, figuring out how that works, you should have just on the on the on the assumption that you don't pay any POYG instalments, you need to have at least thirty five percent of your revenue going into that tax account, and that's to cover your goods and services tax, which is the equivalent of like a sales tax, um, and then also to cover income tax. Now, if you have to pay things like um, work cover or anything else like that, then you'd need to make sure that that's factored in as well. But that account is for taxes. Very important to have because you certainly don't want to end up with a massive tax bill because <laughs> that's very unpleasant. I've seen that way too many times um, for small business owners and it's, it's really, it's not a nice debt to have. Um, then the third account would be a profit account. And this is, um, there's um, Mike and I can never quite remember how to pronounce his last name who wrote the book, Profit First. And um, it's a really interesting concept because finally, I've been doing something quite similar myself. And then when somebody recommended the book to me, I thought, oh, I'll check this out. And I'm reading it going, there's a few things in there that um, that I do a bit differently. Um, but i was like, wow, that's actually a really good idea. Because I'm like, oh, I'm going to pay myself. Because I've always heard that pay yourself first. And that's basically what that is. Pay yourself first, profit first like it's it's the same concept Um, and then putting a certain percentage into an account Um, in Mike's book um, he talks about one percent to start with and um, over time you can start to get a feel for what percentage actually works best for you Um, but you need to make sure it's put aside and this is on top of salary so you're out of the operating account one of the expenses you're paying is a salary to yourself profit is in addition to that as well And then comes an investing account, and this is where you would put any extra income that you want to then invest in other investments or reinvest in your business. Uh, But it's important to kind of put that there, and that's sort of extra on top of once all your expenses are paid. And this is obviously when your business is profitable, you'd have that account. You'd have your profit account and your investing account. Um, Profit account, you still still have a minimal amount in anyway, regardless, um, because it's also just good mentally to have money sitting there, and you can say, "Oh, making money." So you feel like you're keeping some of it and it's not just all going out the door Um, because in the early years of business, that's probably more the reality (laughs) Um, until it turns around, uh, which is hopefully the case. Uh, So yeah, so they're sort of the four accounts and then out of that, when you yourself a salary that will then go into your personal account which then get divvied up into those different buckets I was talking about before like your bills and debt your emergency your fund 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 um, like kids future for example or investing so that's where that then links together and because percentages make it very useful for calculating it does then make it difficult to automate when your income is going up and down so while I'm a big advocate of automation when it comes to this it doesn't send, it doesn't often meet the needs of the system and I often get business owners going oh I just can't make it work you know I tried these buckets or I've tried to to apply um, this approach but it's just not working for me so I'm then going okay well you need to have spreadsheet or something put together that actually calculates all of this for you and I know that sounds easier said than done sometimes Um, and that's where like myself that's the service that I offer um, to small businesses is to help them build that so if you're ever interested in that you can book a free clarity chat with me and um, we can talk through what your needs might be Um, but it's basically setting up what your business cash flow looks like what your personal cash flow looks like and then how to link the two and then how to figure out or calculate on a monthly basis what your percentages will be and then you can just plug in what your income is for the month and then you come out with what the amount is based on those percentages. And then you schedule some time in your calendar to actually then manually transfer money into your various um, bucket accounts. That way it gets done. Um, It is difficult to automate that. Um, So there is a little bit of manual work, but you can set it up to be as simple and the calculation side of it at least as automated as possible. But the physical transferring, you or a staff member will have to do that um, just to make sure that the system runs and then you can run reports on those and you can use your accounting system to help you as well. Um, so it's, it is possible, but it does take a little bit of upfront setup and it does take a bit of planning and financial projecting so that you can kind of go, okay, well, here's what I'm going to use. Say so you can use your previous financial year income to put in there, you can build out like bottom up builds, if that makes sense. So you build out what all of your expenses are so that you can see what they look like on a monthly basis because there'll be spikes. You know, I, I have huge spikes in March and June in my business and then another spike again in September. And that's usually when all of my like annual things come due. So a mastermind group that I'm in, then comes, you know, annual insurance costs and then my website, I pay on an annual basis. So these are spikes that I then plan for excuse me so it makes it a bit easier to manage the ebbs and flows so anyway, I hope you found that helpful uh, like I said if you want to have a chat about this and how to apply it to your own life and you want some help um, feel free to send me an email to alpha at money au, and um, we can set up a free clarity chat and um, see what works for you enjoy the rest of your day